Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. All right, good morning, ladies and gents. Welcome to today's daily meeting glad to have each and every one of you on today's call always a pleasure um as we get going today is today's tuesday all right today is tuesday and we are going to continue with what we started on the other day well yesterday not the other day well yesterday was the other day but you know so part two the topic today part two questions did I do that right? I did not. Hold on. Okay. Questions. I'm trying to do two things at once. Y'all know I can't. All right. Questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. I'm going to call it part two. Topic today is questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. I'm going to put part two. There we go. All right. So I'm going to copy and paste a recap of the questions that we went over yesterday. I'll do this there. Okay, so these are the seven questions we got to yesterday. Just to recap, uh, <clears throat> good morning to you all. 
questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. So the first seven questions we got to, number one, how can we become the company that we put out of business? And then secondly, are we relevant? And will we be relevant five years from now, even 10 years from now? And these are the questions that you are asking yourselves for your company. These are the questions that you're asking yourself about your company. Okay, let me just keep getting in, all right. Okay, so we're, uh, good morning, everyone. We're on part two of questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves. We're still on these and we're just doing a recap. So number one, how can we become the company that would put us, put us out of business? Number two, are we relevant? And will we be relevant five years from now, even 10 years from now? Third question, if energy were free, what would we do differently? And then what is it like to work for me? These are questions you really need to ask yourself, <laughs> like you, yourself and your company. And then if we weren't already in this business, would we enter it today? Okay, you got to ask yourself that. Would you be in your business if you weren't already in it now? Would you be in it today? And if not, what are we going to do about it? Okay. And then what trophy do we want on our mantle? I know Melissa was saying, if you're an author, what rewards do you want about your book? Right. What trophy do we want on our mantle? And then the final question we stopped at number seven, do we have bad profits? Did we make some bad investments and, you know, bad choices about investments? So those were the, that's the recap of the questions that we did on yesterday. So today's topic, again, is questions entrepreneurs should ask themselves part two, right? So we're going to keep going. And we are on question number eight. What counts that we are not counting? That is question number eight. What counts that we are not counting? I'm going to repost the questions from yesterday and then start at number eight. So those are, that's the recap. Now, question number eight, what counts that we are not counting? What counts that we are not counting? Uh, Chip Conley, who is the founder of, I'm going to say this and hope I pronounce it correctly, looks French, mm, Joie de Vivre Hospitality and Head of Global Hospitality for Airbnb. That is, that is who Chip Conley is. And Chip says, in any business, we measure cash flow, profitability, and a few other key metrics. But what are the tangible and intangible assets that we have no means of measuring, but that truly differentiate our business? These may be things like the company's reputation, employee engagement, and the brand's emotional resonance with people inside and outside the business. So what counts that we are not counting? And so you have to ask yourself that about your business, okay? What counts that we are not counting? Are you counting? Uh, Kim talked about heavily customer service. Go ahead, Ms. Adrian. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, it's almost like down to the customer service, customer loyalty. Like, mm -hmm. and you can't determine what is going, what they want, because your company should go with where their problems go. So how, how, their, how their lives evolve and turn into situations, you should, we can't really count what it is until it actually happens. But then you have to listen to the people, you know, to actually hear that. And then that's when the empathetic part of the, the job comes in. But it, it, it basically is back down to that customer loyalty. 
Okay, sounds good. Thank you, Ms. Adrian. <clears throat> Anyone else want to chime in right now? What counts that we are not counting? Okay. Are there some things like uh, Ms. Adrian said? Oh, go ahead, Queen Renee. That's why I was. That's why I was going to say was was um, the loyalty, but then also the um, the timeliness of when they are. Are we are we accessible when they need to contact us? How accessible um, are we? Um, a lot of times, I get messages about about my services and I try to respond to it very quickly because I want them to know that when they when they hit me up, I guess I was just say like when they contact me, they're able to contact me in a great amount of time. So I know that ties in with customer service, but there's also being accessible, you know, that they don't have to go 24 to 48 hours before they hear from me and by the end, circumstances might have changed. So kind of have to be on it when they hit you up so yeah so yeah accessibility i think too good stuff thank you queen renee okay so um when i was reading that i went back and, and looked at it again you know chip conley says what are the tangible and intangible assets that we have no means of measuring but that truly differentiate our business and the example of the company's reputation employee engagement and the brand's emotional resonance with people inside and outside the business. So when people hear your brand, how do they feel when they hear your brand? Like example, how do people feel when they hear Amazon? How do people feel when they hear T-Mobile? How do people feel when they hear Walmart, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, you know, all those types of things, the emotional resonance, you know, of people inside and outside the business. So not only what do customers feel, what do the employees feel as well? Because employee engagement was one of those things that they that uh, he mentioned as an example. Those tangible and intangible assets um, that we really, you know, we may not measure. So, does anybody else want to chime in about that? All right. Now, y'all remember, okay? We have class participation, okay? <laughs> Yes, I'm the teacher up here, but hey, not a lecture, not a lecture. We're going to talk. <laughs> I will make y'all talk. Okay. Okay. So that, that's question number eight. What counts that we are not counting? So our next question, get it here. In the past few months, oh, does somebody want to chime in? I'll, go ahead, Ms. Sandra. No. Ms. Sandra, did you, did you have something you wanted to share? Yeah, I okay. wanted to say one of the things that I would definitely say, which sometimes you, you really don't get to check and you don't know how until you understand the different regions. And that is what regions are you reaching? Where, how far out are you going? And is it your plan to be that far out? And if so, how are you going to address that type of feedback? And if you are ready for the different demographics to like take all of that in, because I remember one of the things that Antonio T. Smith Jr. said to me, and, and I was blown away because I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so he's reading me, that's not nice. 
but okay. So that was when he asked me the question, he said, are you ready to get as many orders as you want? And I was like, oh, wow. And then he answered it for me, like, you're not even ready. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, I get it. So I would say, how far out, what type of regions are you reaching? And are you um, able to take on the amount that those regions would bring? That's good stuff. Thank you, Ms. Sandra. Okay, she is right about that. Yes. Oh, are, you, are you ready to handle a thousand orders of whatever your company sells? Okay. You know, like Ms. Sandra was saying, Antonio, I, he has brought that up many times, <laughs> many times. So that's really good. Thank you, Ms. Sandra. Anyone else before I move on to the next question? All right. Question number nine. In the past few months, what is the smallest change we have made that has had the biggest positive result? And what was it about the small, that small change that produced the large return? Okay, so in the past few months, ask yourself about your company. What's the smallest change we've made that has had the biggest positive result? And what was it about that small change that produced the large return? So if you had, if you had that, think about it, you know, and answer that question. You know, um, let's see. This hasn't it haven't even in the past few months, but um, Facebook just let eleven thousand people go. You know, I'm not saying it's a positive result. But, you know, it's, uh, because it was Facebook, I guess you can call it a small change because I don't know how many employees Facebook has, you know, but if you let go 11,000 people, you got way more than 11,000 people working for you. So, and we're going to go 10,000. My goodness. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So they are looking to, uh, my pastor says, regulate the irregularity. So, my goodness, 10,000. Goodness, man. And they're going to do it during holiday season time. All right. Well, yeah, something that's happened. I was trying to figure out what's going on because a lot yeah. of companies are trying to go large amounts um, of people. Actually, wow. T Mobile's doing the same thing too. They kind of they're doing a pretty good job yeah. the people who actually work within the company, but it's happening mm -hmm. as well. Wow. Wow. My goodness. Okay, so I, I, I hope the, the, the people who are getting let go, they get, you know, the company does right by them. I'll say that. It looks like Facebook is doing right by the people that he, that he let go. Um, pretty sure Amazon will do the same. But in your company, what's the smallest change that you've made that has had the biggest positive result? And what was it about that small chain that produced the large return? If, if if there's anybody who wants to share anything about your company, you know, if you don't mind sharing, you know, we're not trying to get all your business, but you know, if there was something you said, hey, you know, I did this and this is the result, and you know, come on and brag on your company a little bit, to it. you know. I'll add to it. Um, I guess it's a small change, but with big results. Mm -hmm. switching to a new developer to actually design everything who's actually more efficient and actually knows what he's doing it does cost a bit more <laughs> but uh it definitely was worth the value i would say but that was a small change okay okay and so that that small change that law made it's going to produce a large return 
And when it does, Law gonna let us know, okay? <laughs> he will let us know. Thank you, Law. Go ahead, Renee. Um, now, um, Melissa gave me some homework and had told me to get on, on Alignable, and I did, and I tried to um, get on there quite a few times, and I'll connect with people, and it's been really great because I literally put up a post that I was doing the short blogs and articles, and I've had quite a few people um, connect with me just off of them seeing that and ask, well, you know, um, tell me about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I really, I, I know I, I'm, I'm going to need your help, blah, 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 doing this. And I'm like, okay. And so I've really been, um, it's, I've really been producing a lot of genuinely great conversations with different people just off of being on that platform. So, um, and I've got literally more connections it's, it's really been great. I really would advise everybody that has a business to get on Alignable because it's really, um, yeah, I literally have somebody said, man, I don't think I've ever seen the ghostwriter on, on here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. And they were like, yeah, I know I'm going to, I'm going to need your help. I'm just kind of chugging, chugging a bunch of different things right now, but I do, I, I need your help. Blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And so it's been a lot of great contacts just being on there, just seeing other businesses. And not all the businesses are close. Um, I connected with some that are all the way in California. There's some that are here in North Carolina, but there's a mix of everything. Yeah, I will post the, um, post the link, Dr. Sugar, for Alignable, but it's awesome. It is awesome. All right. Congratulations, Renee. Uh-huh. All right. Way to go. Way to go. To you and to law. Okay, um, Melissa. And if post. you're an author, you can also use it as an author. Author is your business. Your book is your business. If you think of your book as a business or a micro business, it works. Yeah. Y'all heard the homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all heard her. So that's alignable, and go and get that. Uh, going um so she said alignable.com so y'all can um get that let me see yeah i'm about to put in the um the link there we go. okay you got it yeah i, I had gotten it thank you cool. um yeah so the people can click on it all right there's that alignable link there you go dr sugar and for anyone else who wanted that to check it out all right Anyone? Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. I'm Dr. kind of going in out because I'm 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 working with mom this morning. Melissa, could you go over a little bit more on using your book as your business? Um, say a little bit more on, on that. I, I just need a little bit more clarity on that. So your business. Of course. Your book isn't just a product, your name, whoever you're publishing through. Your book is a brand. Your book is your business. You have to have marketing for your book. You have to have advertising for your book. You have to have word of mouth, customers, everything that you need for a regular business, you also need for your book. Start thinking of your book as your business. It may not be an actual business because your business is an LLC and your book is under the LLC, but if you run your book like you would run any other business business, 
you'll see an increase in your sales. All right. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Good deal. Okay. Well, that was helpful. All right. So the question we just got done talking about or, or still on right now in the past few months, what is the smallest change we have made that has had the biggest positive result? You got to ask this about your company. And then what was it about that small change that produced a large return? Anyone else have anything they wanted to share on that question? Yes. Uh, I just wanted to share, I, I got a BA and uh, I'm actually working with a company in the Philippines to help others get BA uh, virtual assistance. And it has tremendously helped me get out content and on a consistent basis and just do a lot of things that my busy schedule don't allow me to do. And so it has made, it's been an investment, but it's been a great investment. And uh, I'm. You muted, you muted, there you go. <laughs> the stage I'm seeing, I'm sorry. I got a, I had a call come in. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Edgewood. All right. So that small change, you say he's got the virtual assistance going. And it's been a great change for him. All right. Well, I'm going to say this here. I, I'm just in the process of making a small change by getting, Grace is helping me, getting my name in. Dr. Sugar, you muted yourself. Seeing uh, a change yet, but I'm I'm in the process of doing that now. So I'm expecting, anticipating, looking forward to seeing a big change with just doing that small change. So um, I'm kind of looking forward to doing that. Thank you, Grace. Well, Dr. Sugar, before you, uh, before you mute your mic, you, mute, you must have accidentally muted your mic. We didn't hear what the small change was. Oh, putting, getting my name in on the Google uh, listing. Mm -hmm. yeah getting okay. yeah what you're helping me with yes ma'am i just wanted i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to make sure that everybody heard what you want to say um yeah i'm helping dr sugar make sure that her she has a business make sure she has a business profile on google so that when anybody in the world types in sugar spices she pops up so i'm helping her with that as well so all right thanks dr sugar for uh for your uh thoughts and what you're doing with your company Anyone else before we move on? All right. Well, question number 10. Are we paying enough attention to the partners our company depends on to succeed? Are we paying enough attention to the partners our company depends on to succeed? Now, if your company doesn't depend on partners, then you don't have to answer this question. But if your company does depend on partners <laughs> to succeed, are you paying enough attention to them? Uh, does anyone want to expound more on this question? You know, about about this, about you know, dealing with your company or any company in general. Are we paying enough attention to the partners our company depends on to succeed? Uh, well, marketing, 
marketing with social media, um, I know right now I'm not paying enough attention, but I need to pay more attention because you you need to be familiar with their algorithms and how to boost your posts and things of that nature, um, especially if you're taking an organic approach, um, even if you're taking the uh, paid advertisement approach, you still need to know um, how to maximize that and be very data-driven in your approach. And so even though you might not consider them a partner, they are a partner because they're that's how you push your brand. Gotcha. Thank you, Antoine. Okay. So sounds like we all, when he said it like that, we, we all have partners that our company depends on. So if you're one of the people saying, no, I don't, but he just said, if you're marketing and using content, pretty sure it's not your own social media platform. So the company you're depending on is Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all those, TikTok, you know, whatever, Twitter, those social media platforms, that's your partners that your company is depending on. So are you paying enough attention to them in order to succeed? If you're not, then, you know, like Mr. Antoine just said, hey, you need to start paying more attention to that to get, you know, how the algorithm goes and, and all those all those things. So ask that about your company. Anyone else have anything they want to chime in on that question? Are we paying enough attention to the partners our company depends on to succeed if it's not social media? Go ahead, Mr. Josephus. Uh, I was just saying, um, piggybacking on what they were talking about, the uh, like Facebook is losing, uh, they're going to lay off customers. And this is happening and a lot of companies. And this is gonna be a dominant, a domino effect. It's definitely gonna affect all of us. We don't see it yet, but it's definitely gonna affect all of us. So it's, it's a big change coming up. And we do have to be aware of it. The domino effect is coming. And it's, it's, it's happening right now with the company. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Josephus. So if we hadn't been paying attention, we got to start <laughs> because you have to ask yourself, how is 11,000 people in Facebook getting let go affecting your company? How is 10,000 people getting let go at Amazon affecting your company? Is it affecting your company? You have to ask those questions as well. Thank you, Mr. Josephus. All right. Anyone you'll, else? You'll definitely, you'll definitely see the change when you go to the cash register. Okay. It will. It is affecting, and it is in the process of affecting us currently. Okay. All right. Thank you, Doctor Sugar. Okay. Anyone else have any thoughts about question number ten? All right. Y'all, quiet. Ron Adner, who is the author and professor at Tuck School of Business says even companies that execute well themselves are vulnerable to the missteps of suppliers, distributors, and others. So make sure you're paying enough attention to the partners that your company depends on to succeed. Um, if you have a brick and mortar business, hey, are you paying enough attention to how much toilet tissue needs to go in the restroom? I'm, I'm serious, he says, it says supply. So I'm like, hey, you gotta go down to the, the smallest thing, hey. You run out of toilet paper, you got a problem. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, those types of things. All right. So make sure you're paying attention. Question 11. 
What prevents me from making the changes I know will make me a more effective leader? Copy and paste that one. Good Lord. Okay. The question's kind of punch you in the face. What prevents me from making the changes I know will make me a more effective leader? We. Okay. <laughs> Y'all don't be quiet. Come on. You know. You answered that question right after I hit the last the last word. Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead because sometimes I know sometimes with 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 me it is it's time it's time management because I'm I work on my business I'm writing I'm doing the con you know what I'm saying I'm getting on a line while I'm doing that but then sometimes I feel like there's something that I'm not doing but then it it sometimes gets kind of pushed back because I have other things that that I have to be present in. And when I'm when I'm present doing one thing, that means as in terms of that means I'm failing in another thing. So I um yeah, sometimes it's time management and not that that what five, 10 minutes to sometimes I don't want to get up early in the morning that I probably could easily push myself and get it and get it done. Um, rather than sometimes waiting in the afternoon when I'm busier in the afternoons. So sometimes it's it's just sometimes it's it's time management. It's it's you know getting up maybe a little bit, maybe at least 30 minutes before I would usually get up to send to send sometimes those emails or sometimes to jump on a line of them before people get on there. That way they see my post first and they're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I can kind of fit everything else in. So yeah, time management. Yep. All right. Thank you, Queen Renee. Okay, she said for her, time management prevents her from making the changes. She knows if she does that, she'll be a more effective leader. Thank you. I'll, I'll second that one. Thank you. All right. Come on, Dr. Sugar. <laughs> Did you want to say something else? No, I just wanted to say I second that one. Okay. Because even in getting up early and you're thinking and you have it planned out, but then procrastination sets in a little bit and you get overwhelmed. You know, if you missed one or two days of checking those emails, they just pile up even more or checking the social media or whatever else you need to get. That is it's an all it's a real time consuming and and that's what i'd need is is to be able to have better time management and knowing what's important putting the prior i guess that's what it is putting the priorities what really is first things first because sometimes i might do my sixth thing first and it really wasn't necessary and then i i've wasted that time when i should have been doing first things first I need a virtual assistant, y'all. Well, Mr. Antoine, I think can help you out there with the virtual assistant. <laughs> Mr. Antoine can help you out. I'm gonna give you, Mr. Antoine, I'm gonna give Dr. Sugar your number so she can call you and talk to okay, you. Let's connect. I'm very, I'm very serious on this because things are moving faster than what I kind of thought they would be moving. And I, I'm not, I'm displaced. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we definitely will do that. I'll get that to you uh, at, after the call. Dr. Sugar, give you, uh, get you uh, Mr. Antoine's number. All right. 
Who else? What prevents me from making the changes I know will make me a more effective leader? Okay. I don't know if it's me or just the whole learning process. There's some stuff that I don't know, like this, this back office stuff. Like I, I hear we're Antonio, Antonio, Jesus, love him. He's in my heart. Antoine is talking about, and Dr. Sugar, you're right, because the virtual assistant is like everything. But my whole thing is you got to tell the virtual assistant what needs to be done. So it's like, sometimes I can't put it in the words. So I'm going to just say, it's me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I know what I want to do. I know how it needs to be done. And I only know that because I've been sitting here listening to Antonio and that's the hell what he talk about, how to do it. So I know how to do it. I know like what needs to be done, but I'm not talking to Antonio. So the other people are like, what? And, but God, bless God when you do find someone that knows what they're doing in their craft and you get to them and you have that right conversation, things happen. Like Law was saying, you know, so right now i think it's just me and like i said i'm trying but i listen to youtube videos and these people sound like the charlie brown parents for real like wah, 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 wah. and i'm like huh run it back one more time and then next thing you know three hours done went by and i still didn't get it so i'm gonna just say it's me my god pray for me y'all pray for me but i'll be listening wah, wah, wah. <laughs> But me, that's my answer. All right, all right. I know there are plenty of people on here who can help you. To include Antonio, they can help you with that. So, okay. Um, hold on just one moment. I am in the process. Ah, never mind. There we go. Okay. Adrian. Adrian. Okay, on yesterday, and I think I, on yesterday, you made a statement that you just have a book. Look at that. That stayed with me all day. And I said, well, when I get on this morning, I just uh, look at that. You don't have just a book. You have a screenplay. You have perhaps even a, a movie. You have a sequel to that first book. So it's now you have a podcast off of that book. There's a lot you have, so it's not just a book. That's destiny, that's legacy, that's future. So it's not just a book. And I heard you say that yesterday and it just kind of hit my heart, baby. But you've got more than a, just a book. You have a lot going in that book. So I just wanted to share that with you while it was fresh Thank in my you. I love you. Thank you so much. Look, love you, I love you. And, and I want you to know that what we were talking about was how we can become relevant for the next 15, 10, 15 years. And that's exactly what I said, because if I look at it like it's just a book, it won't go for the years and the generations. But you are exactly right, because that's how that book becomes something evergreen that everybody will always be able to have. So I love you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, all right. Thank you, Dr. Sugar. Thank you, Miss Adrian. 
Anyone else? Come on, chime in. What prevents me from making the changes I know will make me a more effective leader? Who else we got? Who else we got? All right. Well, you're going to have to ask yourself this question. Money should be one of those changes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> come, come on, expound on that, Melissa. Oh, sometimes you know what you need, but it takes money to get there. Okay. Somebody get that girl. Somebody get her. You better get her. You better, you better say it. There's a lot of stuff I would like to, there's some things I would like to do, but then I'm also like, okay, well, I, I need to pay somebody to do this. And right now I'm like, Ugh. so that means, AKA Renee, you need to train yourself how to do it because then when I, when the finances get better, then I can be like, okay, this is what I need to do and go into detail and be like, this is how much I'm gonna pay you. Bam, bam, kablam, diggity, diggity, dog. And even if you take out a loan, you still have to pay closing costs to get the loan. So it still takes money to get the money you need to grow your business. So money needs to be high in your list when you're trying to scale. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> well, um, our CEO and founder <laughs> is here <laughs> in the office and he heard everything y'all were just saying and he said, we made his ears bleed. Um, so <laughs> if he wants to, <laughs> I know Jerome, <laughs> if he decides to come on and expound on that, you know, we'll, you know, He's more than welcome, okay? This is a platform. So please, you know, let us know. Well, Melissa has some strong, great points. Melissa, he said you had some strong, great points. That was the second time. But it was the second time? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the second time. So. <laughs> so. All right. So, uh, other than that. Oh, we're going to stay here. Okay. Okay. We're going to stay on the money. He said we're going to stay on the money. All right. So we're the question that for anybody who just came on, chimed in, or had to go out and come back, chime in. What prevents me from making the changes I know will make me a more effective leader? And so Melissa brought up money. It has to be one of them. You're right. And what is she right about? Okay. He said you're right, but what are you right about? Because it's not the money. That's what he does. <laughs> it's cash flow. What's your cash flow so you can go to get your money that you need to get your loan to have more money to grow your business. You have to have the cash flow for it first, you, which means you have to have the customers first or ways to get the cash flow. So, okay, those last two are accurate. You know. Okay, he said the last two are accurate. There you go. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm, I'm logging in now. He's he's logging in now. So he's on Jerome through his head. What is this boy doing? That's that, 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 that I had to I had to do the humble speak. That, that's what this meant. <laughs> I mean, you know, she got some they should they can hear you. She got some mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So they they you know how first off. The, the mere fact that most of the people on the public are quiet, 
never gonna be money. Money is a heart issue. I need the mouse. Money is a heart issue. When Melissa said, when Melissa said the cash flow, he was right. But why don't we have cash flow? Because there's something else we're not doing that's creating cash flow. There's chances we're not taking that creates cash flow. People we're not listening to that creates cash flow. Circles we're not in that create cash flow. An opportunity we didn't take. Netflix show we binged. It's a whole lot. Whole lot. But the idea that cash flow problem is the problem. Mm -hmm. The idea that cash flow is the problem is the problem. That's the problem. That's tough. So when That's cash flow is the problem, you got a problem. You got yes. a new problem. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're let, 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 okay. let, me, let me let me just let me in. <laughs> While he's coming in. Mm-hmm. If you have a cash flow problem, you have a you problem. Your ca the cash will only flow as much as you grow. As Tony always tells us, if you don't grow out to the money, it'll do no down to you. So if you have no cash flow, you have no growth out to the money. God bless. So if you got a cash flow problem, you got a new problem. I'm coming in and punching people in the face. All right. <laughs> I've had time to intro them. God bless. All right. Okay. So, founder and CEO of. Yeah, yeah, let, me do, let, me, let me just jump in there real quick. Yes. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to beat anybody up. But the. Um, you are D'Antonio in the background, not even being on the damn mic. You punching all of us in our face. Don't even try that, sir. Don't yeah. even try that, okay? Well, I was yeah. <laughs> I, on the ride down. Diana, what's the tell them what I said as soon as we pulled turned the corner? It was about Melissa too. It was literally about Melissa. Tell, tell them what I said. You were working on you. You were getting on. Okay. Mentally working on, can I hear you? Yeah. You were mentally working on her $330,000. All right. How do I get Melissa three hundred and thirty thousand dollars? I literally said. Recording in progress. Yeah, get your speaking stuff. I literally said. There we go. She actually. What you doing? There you go. She's working it out. I literally pulled up and I said, "Okay." Um, because I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a be done with all this funeral stuff by five o'clock today, uh, Central Standard Time. So I, as we turned the corner, I said, okay, so my next problem is, Melissa, how do I, how do I get Melissa $330,000? This is my, this is what I was saying. And there's a big difference in that, Tracy. There's a huge difference in I'm going from problem to problem or next move to next move. And I'm saying immediately, how do I? I didn't say this is in my way. 
See, money is a heart issue because if Melissa has a $330,000 problem, Melissa, two things are 100% true, Grace. Thing number one, she prayed one day to have a $330,000 problem. And now she's here and don't like the prayer. That's number one, okay? Number two, it means that if Melissa has a $30,000 problem, a $330,000 problem, then Melissa is so much money that she's grown out to. She has debts now that are $330,000. That's a debt. That's not, see, and here's the, 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 the part here is, as gently as I can give it to you, when your debt, when your invoice is $330,000, then the universe sees your worth as 330 million. That's law of compensation. The law of compensation states that I would give Janice nothing more than what Janice has given us. I'm using this us loaded. The word Elohim, Greek, is a plural word. And that plurality is God is plural. The Hebrews understood that the one infinite creator, is what I would prefer to say here, is in itself plurality. This is why he just is he just a scripture now. Let us make let us us make man right and now if that Elohim is always in this plurality, and in this plurality, if you don't give us much, we're not going to give you much. Is the law of compensation? We know this to be true. Because if you go out into your backyard and say, I want groceries, your backyard is going to say, but you didn't give me groceries. Mm -hmm. Since you didn't give it to us. Recording in progress. I'm, I'm doing something like, hear me well. If you probably just got to restart your whole computer and your, your thing is just messed up. That's it. Just, it's in the Zoom. It'll be okay. But that, that's another thing. Diana has an opportunity to log on or get frustrated that she can't log on. How much is her happiness worth? The ability to log on or not? In this case, she's doing a good job. But there's the old Diana out there somewhere that would be panicking. So let me, let me, let me, uh, hopefully you hit me and then we'll, 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 we'll. Uh, talk about the funeral and stuff. If you don't give us groceries, we're not giving you groceries. So you, so you can't say money is the problem because money is the result of the groceries you put in. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. Don't worry about it. A few more times, Janice, everybody going to get what I'm saying. If you don't give us something we will compensate you what you gave to us this is the law of compensation this universe will give you nothing 
more than you are worth. So then you have to ask the next line of question, well, who determines my worth? And the answer is only you. And you determine your worth by how much you give. Prove it with scripture, Antonio. Say less. Whatever you do unto the least of these, my brothers, I'll do unto you. There's always this plurality that no matter I don't no matter where you look at it, and you got and I'm, I like bringing up Judaism because it ties back into the beginning of what we call Western civilization. And that civilization, but Western, the beginning of civilization is very much so Egypt and um, Semitic peoples and before that, right? But anyway, we'll go from there. Mesopotamia, between two rivers, but we'll leave that education alone for a while. You cannot get anything from this universe. You cannot get anything from this world. You can't get nothing from your body until your mother gave her body first. You, there's not a single person on this call that were blessed with a body until the womb you came out of killed itself. Mm. And in that Lord, or whatever you believe, I give up my body so my child can have one. Come on, help me, ladies. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, until you until your mother says, I risk my life, I give my life, my life. Do you understand how unhealthy it is to be dilated at 10 centimeters? First off, let's just talk about infection. You know how much stuff can get in you? And the good part of you too, Grace? We don't want that, right? The point is, you can't get olives until you give olives. You couldn't get a body until your mama gave hers. Mm. So when we focus on the money, that's the harvest. Mm. The money is, see, we, we have put money as the source. The source is what are you giving to get the money? So I'm trying to figure out where do we need to give in this area to release Melissa's, to pay Melissa's invoice? There's something we are not serving. There's a big difference between what I'm saying and what was said. That's why I said, oh no, no, Melissa was right. That, that second one, that third one, that, that second half. So what was happening to Melissa is she's got this old her and new her warring with each other. 
it is coming out of her dialogue. <laughs> that is true. But we all you know, it's true for all of us. Don't yes. get it twisted. It's true for all of us. Well, here's something I did yesterday. I mm -hmm. opened and released the uh, private equity stocks, which is for the accredited investors. Good. So, Good. yeah, I just did that yesterday because that's the first day I was allowed to do it. Fair enough. And that's smart, right? So what she's saying is I opened up the opportunity for, I opened up my company to serve people who make a certain dollar amount of money according to the i will say sba sec right i think they i think that's what make that regulation yes i think it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the calendar year or something like that make sure i pay the best two million you have to have a net worth of two million dollars make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year okay so i knew two hundred fifty thousand was in it and they just lowered how much the accredited investors can invest oh well, there you go now so but I made two phone calls yesterday, one to Ashley and one to Ken, to okay. tell them, hey, it opened us. There you go. So now, right, and then your company starts serving. The, hear me, this is so hard for us to do. We all struggle. <clears throat> like I was literally very transparent Thursday and I told y'all the struggles mm -hmm. that I had with my mother. Now don't get it twisted. 90% of that was I took Phil's advice. I made sure we had a good time. I made sure. And I remember if y'all remember sometime back in September, Phil was like, wait a minute, you know, get Susan on real quick. You know, if y'all can just help me, you know, like it totally has a golden opportunity. I don't know if y'all remember that that day. I took that advice. I took it to the heart. What I was explaining Thursday, what I'm doing right now is I'm supporting we're all at war with the old us and the new us. That's what I'm supporting right now. What I was explaining was not bad times. Remember, I said it's easy to forget. I was explaining that it's easy to be in something and realize you're not really in it. It's not really a big deal. It never was. It never will be. It was just this moment that you were supposed to control your perception and be grateful in all things. I actually ended that calm Thursday by saying, in fact, in fact I, hold on, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I want to tell you exactly what I said. And I said, no, the, hold on, hold on, let me make sure. Oh, I got it. I got it. This is what I said. Because I was trying to show you something through my struggle, but my mother wasn't my struggle because she had a we had a fantastic time. We had 95% uh, good times. The first 5% is when she first got there because she was expecting me to get her back. So she was defensive. I said, and I got it right here, and I'll put it in the chat. That's why I wanted to put it in the chat. What I said at the end of that call, read it, Grace. And I need you to read it slowly. Give thanksgiving for each moment. See self and other self as the creator. Open your heart. Always know the light and praise it. So if you remember that call, I said, it's easy to forget that my mother was the, uh, the creator. 
So when I said, oh yeah, something would happen, I'd be like, but I didn't even respond. The point was, I shouldn't, that shouldn't even exist. Me going, let me do the right thing shouldn't have even been an opportunity because had I remembered that the creator is my mother and the creator would never do anything to offend me, then that conversation would have been moot. It wouldn't have made no sense. It could not have existed. It only existed because somewhere in the warring against me, my perception made me more creator. All right, let me just calm down. Instead of knowing the creator didn't do nothing wrong. So we always got this war happening. And when you talk about money, I can hear how much you're warring. And right now, Melissa has an invoice of $330,000. That tells Antonio, that tells Phil, that Melissa has ascended so much in money that she has $330,000 bills now. But the problem with Melissa, Antonio, Ken, is we live by sight. Mm. And since she don't see the, CNN's not shadowing her right now, walking, saying, oh my God, how did you revolutionize this industry? So she can't see that with her eyes. It don't feel real. Mm-hmm. Since nobody's wrote, wrote in the, you know, like um, Tony, Tony Stark is after Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's the, like they, they went to, you know, the Tesla factory and Elon Musk became, I mean, Tony Stark became Elon Musk's character. And right? that's widely known fact. So that, that idea of nobody's watching Melissa eat hot wings just to see if she can take it. Since that's not happening, then the $330,000 seemed like an obstacle. If, they, if we were all watching her, if she had the, like she's got the contracts, she emails them to me. She's, she's got all these things so the goal now should be, how do I find my next best move in these things? That's so hard to do when you're surrounded by everybody around you saying, Melissa, this is difficult. Mm. So a big chunk of making money is get around folk who ain't scared of $330,000. That's why Melissa keep bringing it to me because it don't scare me. I just got to figure out. I'm trying to think, you know what I'm saying? But if you're around friends that that are afraid of this invoice, you need new friends in that venture. You don't need new friends in life. Those friends are great. Mm -hmm. They're just not great for tree and press. Mm -hmm. Those are great friends. Get you some pumpkin pie. I have no idea what white people do. I don't. I, don't, I was gonna say sweet potato pie. <laughs> black folk do not like. If you want to offend somebody black, talk about how good pumpkin pie is. Like, just do it. Watch. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. That's because you knew that I was going to ask what's mine in the mail yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, the sweet potato pie. No, no, nah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you do. Like, put some cinnamon on, you know, something like that. Yeah, whatever. Point is, Melissa, you are fine as it is. You know this. You know, you, that's why I said, oh, the second half was good. Because she was saying something, but the more she talked, I could hear source her actually going, get that out of here. Get that thought out. Get, 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 get out the feelings. You know we got this together, right? That 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 war is gonna always be there. It proves your ascension. It does. It prove it proves. Hey, Secret to Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Merit Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Your ascension. It proves that you have grown past something. And Odus has no intentions of just laying flat, Jerome. Old us has a major problem killing old us. This is why you have to die to the flesh daily. Yeah, it, it, don't, it don't say, well, you got to die to the flesh every time, you know, something happens. No, no, no. Every morning you get up. Old you is like, now, son, now, Melissa. We're, <laughs> we're frauds, Melissa. This ain't going to work, Melissa. That's old us. We got to kill it every day. Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> If you watched Michelle Obama's interview with on Sunday night, and then last night she was on the Stephen Colbert show, and that's exactly what she was talking about. Wow. It's about this this voice keeps telling her, "What are you doing? Who do you think you are?" And then this is a lady who's got two degrees from Ivy League universities, yeah. not one degree, not your local community center. Not there's anything wrong with it. Two degrees from Ivy League University, and she still has that voice in her that keeps telling her she's not worthy and she can't do it, who she thinks she is. She's just, and she, and this is our, our first lady. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Comforting too. That's incredibly comforting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how the show started off. That's how the show started off? That's on, on ABC when Robin Roberts interviewed her on Sunday. That's how yeah, I started everybody, off. Everybody should be her saying that. Okay, at, Grace, at you gotta send me the links because okay. I've, Sunday is when my mama dies. I'm sure enough, I ain't paying attention to nothing on the whole world. I have no idea what happens. And this Sunday is the day my mama died. It ain't nothing else happened that day. (laughs) Ain't nothing else happened that day, right? Nothing else happened, right? So I have no idea what happened. So I definitely got it. Whereas Neil Donald Walsh, she she re-identified herself on Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's that's, that's a really good point, too, because we had some, 
we we had some some good um conversation. We we had some good uh, when when I woke up, I was up, and then she she slept next to me every night. Um, every night. Sometime I would even get um in a bed with her and just and, and my, she's nine she's 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 90 pounds soaking wet she she's about susan's tall height susan's not short she's tall in stature okay <laughs> and she but she's 90 pounds tops you know and her whole life now this ain't got nothing to do with cancer this is 90 pounds tops her whole life it's just period she's always been small and I get my little 250 pound self and curl up, right? And I, you know, lay up on it, just curl up, you know, just curl up. But yeah, I know we'll get to the re-identification for sure. Money is the harvest. Money is, money. you say, we, we, I, give me some watermelon and some grapes out the ground. That's the money. That seed, if you don't have money, it's because you didn't serve something. You didn't serve someone. You forgot that plurality. You didn't. Money is the result of what we do. Money is not the source of what we become. Please write that down. Money is a result of what we do. It is not the source of what we become. We treat money like the source of what we become. I can't become this until I get the money. Come on now, don't mm-hmm. fool me. I just that's what we do. It's what we're taught. Our parents taught it to us. It's the result of what we do. Let's notice that I didn't say it's a result of who we are. It's a result of what we do. What you do is a result of who you are. The reason why I'm stressing money is a result of what we do, because the whole red wave not to bring up politics, but y'all don't like some of them. Some of them you do. Depending on what aisle you, like it's folk who voted for folk. Like, I can't tell you how many people I voted for I don't like. I don't think I've ever liked somebody I voted for. I mean, I voted for the best person for the job, Phil. I didn't vote for my favorite person. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I vote for my favorite person. I'm trying to, the reason I'm stressing that money is a result of what you do, because if you make money as a result of what you are, y'all can't handle that because you can't explain now why Donald Trump is doing better than you. You, you have no place for why, this is why a lot of people who are, thank you, this is why a lot of people who are of religion have a problem with, we'll just call them gay people. There's a whole community but we'll just blanket it and say gay people because we can't psychologically handle gay people getting the same grace that we get without doing the work that we do Mm -hmm. this is there's a psychological reason Mm -hmm. but this is just psychology this, this right and, and, and you see it happens all over every uh we call it legalism you know but you know like feels like man but i i did the drink and i went to the synagogue and i did all my life i've been doing this and antonio's gay and he get in how like, he didn't do, didn't do nothing with legalism mm-hmm. we can't handle that 
God is a just God. Listen, put the wild, I mean, Monica, put the wild face on, right? You know what I'm saying? Because she's openly gay. We can't handle that I was in mass every day. I did the ties. I, it, it, it gets stronger than that. I wanted to give it to my urges, but I didn't. I, I, I thought about leaning over to that side, but I didn't. I thought about smoking the weed, but I didn't. I wanted to go to the club, but I didn't. I wanted to, and I didn't. And here's the person next to you getting the same thing you Wait got. a minute. I thought about the weed, and I went on ahead and did it. What I, I don't understand the resistance. Okay, well, see, <laughs> fair enough, and, and that's, that's the deal. And we can't handle that psychologically that the same person who has the issue, like I have to deal with this right now. I, I, have, I have to deal with this right now. This is, just happens. My mama was on drugs her whole life. And it's already hell breaking loose. When you think about us as humans, we demonize sexuality mm -hmm. we demonize addictions mm -hmm. and we demonize money mm -hmm. there's no i'm going to do this as respectably as possible if you have any sort of sexual preference orientation of something that I can't comprehend, you got the devil in you. Or at, or at very minimum, Jerome, your salvation is in jeopardy. Now that we can say, we can say that. We live on this planet, right? Like your salvation is suspicious. I'm, yeah. I'm no, this is what, I'm worried about you, Monica. Uh -huh. I've been praying for you. Come on now, y'all don't wanna. You don't pray for something you have confidence in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And we do the same thing with drugs. If you're if you're addicted to something, mm -hmm. now now we have a line though, right? If you're addicted to opioids, oh well, you know, I mean, you know, Antonio has cancer, so he got addicted to the drugs again. We we like that because we know we can get cancer one day. We know we ain't gonna do no crack cocaine one day. <laughs> But since put we, that on my leader. But since we know that, you know, this open, this is why the opioid pandemic is uh, has such empathy, doesn't it? It has such empathy. It's not just because it's affecting white people in suburbia. That is one angle. You could take that angle. No, it's because every last one of us know we can all get cancer tomorrow. So we got sympathy for it, empathy for it. We don't, ain't nobody out here saying, ah, I think I want to be a crackhead. I, I think I'm, right. this is my aspiration. So we demonize drugs we can control. We despise heroin addicts, but then in the hospital, we want morphine, yeah. which is heroin, chemically. It's the same thing. So we demonize, yes, it's the same thing. <laughs> Y'all should see their faces. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Morphine is heroin. That's why it works. That's why it feels good. And your body goes through, baby, I need some more. Yeah, got put, give me some more pills. Give me some more. Give me some more. All right, liquid, you know, block, give me some more. This is, well, sugar is equally addictive. 
And then, and we know if I let Susan open up her mouth and tell y'all the dangers of white sugar and how addictive it is, truthfully, white sugar and alcohol are killing more people than terrorism, drugs Mm -hmm. combined eight times over. And Bishop and politics. And politics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, in politics. Politics definitely killing people. So we demonize it. So I'm going through the same thing to where I have to do the funeral a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll explain because just yesterday, the lady who raised me, uh, she she had to, she just called, I had, had a whole 45 minute conversation this morning about what I'm going to do with the funeral and all sorts of stuff like that. Now, for those of you providers out there, I'm paying for the funeral. So can't nobody tell me nothing. You understand? You know how it works, Jerome. If you, you, I, I need some old folk to be like, uh, tell them to come to me, Antonio. I'll, I'll fix it. <laughs> you understand? I'm paying for it. It's damn near $10,000. I'm paying for it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm paying for it. Ain't nothing you can really say. But, They've demonized my mother because she has a drug addiction. Now she died clean. She got off the drugs for her son. These are her own words. But that shouldn't be part of the conversation, Phil. That's kind of my point. Don't give me condolences and then ask that she get off the drugs. That's what that's what this is what's happening, right? This is this is what's happening, which is that's not a condolence. That's that's not a condolence. For real. That's not a condolence. Like that's a shut the shut the blank up moment. You know what I'm saying? It's a condition. <laughs> it's a condition. That is a good. <laughs> that's well said. It's a condition. And like I told my pastor yesterday, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing with the funeral so it makes sense in context. But like I told him yesterday, there's no preaching at the funeral. It's it's irrelevant. There's a there's preachers at the funeral. There's scripture at the funeral. Two Old Testament, New Testament, because you know how we do it, Jerome. You know how Black Church do it. You got that Old Testament, New Testament reading, and then there's a prayer. But my mama didn't know uh, preachers. Therefore, like I told my pastor, this is what it is. This is what it is. I don't have a preacher coming in. Because in the black church, we do eulogies very different. Yeah, I'm not sure if y'all know. We don't talk about the person. If Jerome die, the only people who talk about Jerome is the four or five people that's written on that program in the two minutes of expression. <laughs> two minutes. When it's, when it's preaching time, we talking about the Lord. I'm not sure if y'all, this is this is 100% facts. This is how it works in Black church, and we gonna say, not nah, amen. I'm glad we we're here for Jerome, but this ain't for Jerome. He he good. His soul, his race is over. This is about you now. And then we're gonna talk, and I don't want that because I was there when my mama cried. I was there when she struggled. I was there when she said she was a reject of the family. I was there when she said that she was a failure, that she was going to die with nothing. I was there. 
and and I tried to I made the mistake I was like mama that's 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 not true but you can't tell yeah you sometimes you gotta listen people don't want your opinion they don't want your correction and they don't want you to make it better they talking so I made the mistake feel and I said something so I was saying you know let me be quiet this was since this was since September but I logged it in my memory to make sure we didn't do that so what's important to me is She's 66, and for 66 years, or for 41 years, I never heard a good thing about my mother. And the only bad things I ever heard was from family, Jerome. Mm. Think about it. If you say I'm the reject of the family, right. and I'm a failure, who's that coming from? Yeah. Friends don't want around talking about you the reject of the family. That's a family thing. And I know, and I know her sisters did it because they came to my house and tried to do it, but I shut that down. No man of sense. She's four, 36 hours away from dying. She can't talk. And one of her sisters went out her way, Phil, to say she got the devil in her. Now, I already checked her once on that. I already checked her once on that in September. I was nice. I was nice in my house. But she lost the ability to swallow. She can't talk. There is nothing she could have possibly did to warrant such a comment. She can't move. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she can't move. She can't move. It's impossible. So whatever the hell you think she did, she didn't. And you got the, the fortitude to do it in front of me in somebody else's house. This don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? This don't make no sense. So this is what I'm dealing with. So I did. The, so here's the funeral. In this order, Jerome. And I, I told every preach. And keep in mind, everybody's expecting me to preach it. Everybody, if you go to like YouTube and type in my name and preaching, I'm actually quite good, right? You just go in there, you'll see, you, you'll see it, it's on there. Everybody expect to do it. I'm not doing it. This is what I told. I told my dad this. I said, listen, man, my mom been gone for 37 years. Now, I, in fairness, I got, God was so good. I got 41 years of time in 90 days. And that's the truth. Mm. That's the truth. That is the 100% truth. But I told him, but I'm not worthy enough to do my mother's eulogy. And I know everybody's expecting me to do it. So this is what I'm doing. I said, because I wasn't with her when it was raining outside. I only had one birthday with her. She got folk that had all 66 with her. And they're not family. She got a new family. So here's the funeral. It goes procession, two scriptures, prayer, honor God. She's getting buried like a hero. And then it's a 15-minute block of what you call them, expressions. Now, Jerome, you know me. I'm officiating the funeral. <laughs> if y'all don't know what that means, that means I'm in charge. I don't plan on saying the word. But it means that somebody get out of line. The microphone is mine to hold. Do you understand? That's what officiate means. Okay, that's what officiate means. <laughs> exactly. I thank you so much. You sit your sorry ass down. We appreciate you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Real quick. Real quick. Right. Real quick. Antonio. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, that gives you the opportunity, if you choose, if the spirit moves you, to speak some kind words about your mother. Right. And that's 
That's absolutely, absolutely. And so I, I'm, I'm on the very end as to thank you, and I'm sure you know, saying the spirit of move. But Susan's absolutely right. And then, and it was Susan was my dad. Was like, come on, you gotta say something, man. You gotta say something. You gotta say something. I was like, all right, fine, because I wasn't gonna say a single word. Fifteen minute expressions. Fifteen minute expressions, and I'm gonna have all the family, all y'all go. And I was telling my Aunt Lucy, that's who adopted me. I was telling her this morning. Let them say, they called me six o'clock this morning, Phil, you got to say something because they was worried that I, I was going to let them talk about my mama, how she was on drugs. And I say, you know what? Let them do it. If that's what they want to do, I said, I got to be smart in their manipulation. They got 15 minutes. They can say what they want. Because the eulogy comes next. It's 25 minutes and it's all her friends. Mm-hmm. I got her friends doing her eulogy. See, I'm not worthy. But see, what happened, let me tell you, see, I know her friends, because my mama's a legend, and she's a legend in the streets, is what I would have to say if I was talking to Black people. She was kind. Her only problem was she was homeless because she was on drugs. But she took care of everybody. She took care of everybody's kids. She cleaned houses. She did all that stuff. And they got all the stories. And I know them because, you know, I've always tried to, you know, keep some sort of contact. But I'm from the streets, too, so we know the same people. But this last 90 days, Phil, her being in my house felt like prison. So we made a compromise that I would take her back to Galveston. So a lot of the times when y'all didn't see me on the calls, I was in Galveston. And I sat in the drug house. I, I, I sat in the drug house with her friends. Drugs being passed all around didn't bother me one bit because I'm as hood as them. I was in the tr- in the drug house. I was in the drug house. Not gonna tell you where it was. The feds might be listening, but I'm in the drug house. You know what I'm saying? And she done lost her taste for drugs. She just sitting there because she missed her friends. Mm-hmm. So in order for her, so she wanted she wanted some crack, but she lost the taste. So her crack became chocolate ice cream. I kid you not. And she would sit there with a pint of chocolate ice cream. You want a spoon? I don't need no spoon, right? If you just <laughs> lick it, and then when it starts melting, this is the best part. She liked to drink the ice cream, which makes no damn sense to me, but that's how she replaced, you know what I'm saying, the crack cocaine. So I'm sitting there 10 times. I know everybody. I know all her friends. And for the first the first six times I went, it was from nine to two in the morning, which killed me. I was like, mama, we got to do something. I, I don't, when I was club age. <laughs> I didn't go to the club. This is too much. You know what I'm saying? And I told her, I was like, I was like, this is too much. So we settled on five to eight thirty. You know what I'm saying? We settled on five to eight thirty. And this make if you know me, this makes sense. If I do business with a country, I learn that culture, I learn that language. So I'm sitting there. I'm a, she, it was one one street and the other street down, and I'm sitting with all of them. It's like 30 of them. So now, so the last two days since she's been gone, Monday, I was just hanging out with them for no reason. I came all the way to Galveston. I'm hanging out in the trap house is what we call it in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I'm hanging out in the drug house, just hanging because they her family. You understand what I'm saying? And they got nothing but good stories. And then and the, her cousins and stuff she grew up with, you know, stuff like that. So the eulogy is all of her friends saying nothing but good things about her. You get what I'm saying? That's why there's no preaching. Because the family don't know how good of a person she was. 
so her friends is gonna tell her story. Mm. Amen. All right. So <laughs> right, that, that's what's gonna happen. That's the program. Antonio, and I, will this I be recorded? By. Will this be recorded? I, you know what? I, I, that hit me this morning. That hit me this morning. I, we probably should record. We got the capability, but, but you're gonna be. But on the they time. do. The, yeah. Is it at a funeral home or? It's, it's, it's at a funeral home. It's at a funeral home. A lot of times they'll do an audio recording for okay. no so charge. I, yeah, I can at least do them. Yeah, we can at least have an audio recording done for sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I think that would, you know what, Susan, that would be great. That would be great. And, I'm, and I'll put it on my music. podcast too. No, I I'm not going to have, I I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have. I, no, I got my, my I got my mother-in-law singing two songs. Okay, Janice. And my mother-in-law, oh. she's gonna sing two songs. Yeah, I left I left that part out. She's gonna sing in the beginning and sing at the end as well. Two so she's a songster too. You know, she wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. She you might want a backup recording just in case they mess up and then you don't yeah. have it because this yeah. is something you'll want. Absolutely. And she's in such a big part of my life too. So that makes sense, you know, the whole time. So that's what Jerome, her friends need to tell her story because she's been shunned and and this is it's irreprehensible what you know and, and all the family goes so so here's the deal if they want to say something bad they got 15 minutes but then they're gonna make themselves look bad because Mr. everything that happens after that is going to be the glory of god yes sir i am proud of you sir thank you sir. i'm extremely proud of you thank you sir. thank you sir Yes, sir. thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I, I do. So that's what I was. I was talking when she. I was talk, Sunday. I decided Sunday. I was sitting there. My mother-in-law was asking what we we're going to do, and they were in the tradition. I was like, well, I was like, I don't want to do that because this. Man, I don't want to preach her because I, I have no. It's not that I don't want to preach her. I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me. Don't nobody know her. Right. And I know what he's going to do. You know, he's going to get up there and say, well, this ain't about her. And I know what's going to happen. We train to say the same thing, Melissa, whether she in heaven or hell, that's up to God. And I don't, that's not going to be said. You know what I'm saying? At my mama's friend, at least not officially by no preacher. I'll let the people say that because drugs is not a salvific issue. There's nothing about addicted to crack cocaine that got something to do with your soul. These things don't go together. This is not a salvational issue, Jerome. This is, you messed up the quality of your life on earth issue. That ain't got nothing to do yeah. <laughs> with the afterlife. Go, go ahead. Uh, that, that tradition is so played out, whether she's in heaven or hell. Just say she transitions. That's exactly. And she was happy because she was not she in pain and she nope. was asleep. So leave it alone. Nope. Don't know heaven or hell and all this kind of crazy mess. Just say right. she transitions. Right. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And knowing you, be... knowing you, I've had changed my language. <laughs> that's even, a good point. Even my curse languages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cussing bitch. Well, but see, my ministry is in the crack houses. I was explaining to my, my Lucy, that's, I called my, 
my my Lucy would say to my phone is mom. That's who that's who raised me, adopted me. You know, and Aunt Lucy was my mama's favorite sister-in-law. Mm. You know, they would like Aunt Lucy, see, it was it was because of Aunt Lucy that I never I never had a bad opinion about mama because one, one, the one time I tried, and Lucy knocked that right out of me. Like you know, oh yeah, Lucy. <laughs> no, oh, there was no like literally, there was no whippings. No, 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 no. no. Phil, you, you got when you meet her, you understand. She don't do no whipping. She will punch you right in the throat. She don't do no <laughs> like that. I'm she, she there ain't gonna be no whipping. She gonna, she gonna stand there, but she gonna hit you. Dare you? That hit me back. I dare you, right? She know I ain't gonna do it, right? Just because being reared up by her and my grandmother taught me that my mama did the best she could. My daddy did the best they could. So I never had a negative opinion because they wouldn't let me. You understand what I'm saying? So very early, very early, you understand what I'm saying? That that's what happened. Hey, hey, Cheryl, do me a favor. In a meeting, but I'm going to call you okay. right back. I got you. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, come on. Family, family, 50, 50, 50 times over. But I never had a bad opinion because they never let me have a bad opinion. You know what I'm saying? They never let me. So that you talking about early, you know, I'm 14 when I, you know, you, you know, when we 14, we start getting an attitude. I know. I want maybe, maybe y'all didn't, but I did. You know what I'm saying? I, I did. You know, 14, I'm strong now. You can't whoop me no more now. I could whoop you now. I got these muscles. You know what I'm saying? Right? I'm strong. You know what I'm saying? So my mom, no, no, no. There's nothing about anything that she did wrong. And I can say something, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be in front of the manipulation, Jerome. They gonna say, well, he think he all that, which I don't have a problem with. That don't bother me. That doesn't bother me. Or he just did this. And that doesn't bother me. What bothers me about that, Susan, is it takes the attention off my mother's glory and story. Mm -hmm. Because it's important to me for them to finally hear how good of a person she was. And she was a damn good person. She was a fire starter, don't get it twisted. <laughs> she acted like Antonio, I, or I, Antonio act just like her. I found out in 90 days, I'm a chip off the old block. Of <laughs> one day, they didn't tell. One day, oh damn! I, I said, and I told, I told her, I said, "Mama, you know what? We are some nice assholes. That's what we are." That's what I told her. I said those exact same words, right? I was like, you know, like exact same words, because we could be very mean, but we're not. What she is, and I, I was telling this to somebody. And I'm talking about not, this is this is an up here conversation. This is source. I'm way up here. Everybody's not gonna get what I'm finna say. I'm way up here. What she is, and my dad pointed this out to me, she never pretended. And that made people uncomfortable. Mm. If she did drugs, she'll tell you, I'm about to do these drugs, you might as well just stop talking. Because she didn't pretend. If she didn't want to, she said, you're not going to make me do no drugs. I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. She went cold turkey because she didn't pretend. She didn't feel like it. She told me, I'm going cold turkey for you. She's telling me she didn't pretend. If she wanted to cuss you out, that's what was going to happen, Jerome. <laughs> she, don't like, she don't like bullies. You know what I'm saying? That was her thing. She was, she was this big fighting for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like this, she was this big, just fighting for everybody. You know what I mean? Because she never pretended. And that makes a lot of people uncomfortable 
because everybody walking around here pretending. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you, you have somebody that doesn't pretend, you know, it makes people uncomfortable. Last night, I mean, we, it was two o'clock in the morning. My 10 year old is up crying because she left in 90 days. She marked that whole house. We can't do nothing, Phil. It's just terrible. <clears throat> I wanted some pancakes. Can't eat those because she was eating two pancakes a day. I opened up the freezer, the ice cream. I damn near lost my shit. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even concentrate. The ice cream, opening up the ice cream messed up. I'm watching Matlock all day long because I didn't seen all nine seasons of Matlock three times and it hurt to watch Matlock, but then I can't stop watching Matlock. And then I go into the room, the other room, and, and, then, and then Monique watches Chicago PD because that's what she was watching. It's the whole, whole 90 days she done changed the whole damn family. That's how powerful and strong she was. And just can't, can't do nothing. I can't. She left-handed, so I can't look at my left hand without thinking about her, right? Just Antonio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, do you know who she reminds me of? Who's that? She reminds me of a criminal that before he died, Watch yourself, asked Jesus Watch yourself. to remember me in oh, your kingdom. Come on now. You're right. No, you're right. She said that's, who she, right. that's who she reminds me of because he right. admitted that he was a thief. He admitted he was a criminal, but told him, don't forget me in don't your kingdom. Don't forget me. Look, just, just Come on I now. Am. I'm not even pretending with you, Lord. Come this on now. He kept it, he kept it 100. <laughs> she, she, faced, she, was, she faced death. I've never seen. I've only ever seen it in the military. She faced death with a smile. She didn't. She, when she, I told you, when she did that $70,000 hallucination, I never took that from her. She's when she said, I'm going to heaven, which well, she didn't die until a month later. When she said, I'm going to heaven, she 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 just came to me one day and said, like, I repent it. I repent. I'm uh, me and the Lord good. So I'm ready. And she died full of happiness, full of her grandkids. And the last day I remember I had to wake up. And by the time I was packing her to the restroom, I, I didn't even do any more transferring. It didn't make sense to transfer her no more because it was too hard and she she was dead weight at that time. So I couldn't tore anything. So I just started packing her. And because uh, she's 90 pounds soaking wet, right? So I packed her and she realized she had to use the restroom until she, you know, realized she had to use the restroom. And by this time it, it's all, I mean, she's she's she don't have that gargle of death, but she got blood coming out the urine right so this it's you know so this by this time my whole body is is messed up and i packed her and she was like i thought she was just unconscious i really thought she was in a coma i thought she was i thought she was in a coma but when i when she she said oh come on come on come on come on come on, come on. that's how she that's how she because she knew she had to use the restroom and i picked her up and she said come on son right it's the way she said it and i'm pretty sure that because she asked um, she asked Monique two days before, give it to me straight. Am I getting better? Am I getting worse? And she's Monique told her she's getting worse. And I'm pretty sure the last time I packed her, she just didn't want me to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? She didn't want me to do that no more. I just smoothed her way on out of there. But she, like I told somebody, she went to sleep and she woke up in heaven. Hmm. 
And that's a that's a mighty fine way to go, Jerome. That's a, <laughs> that's a mighty fine way to go. Uh, he, he went to went to sleep in the living room, wake up. Oh, look at this here. This is nice. <laughs> this is nice. This is nice. So that's it. That's how we doing it. And somebody asked me yesterday, you gonna write a book? I was like, I am not gonna write no book. I say, <laughs> like, I said, no, I've been too present. I haven't processed anything. You know, of course, you know, I'm, I'm in pain, but I haven't processed anything because I couldn't. It wasn't, I was telling my dad this. I was like, I, I had to be presently with her because mm-hmm. if I'm in the future, she was going to die. If I'm in the past, my childhood was jacked up. So the only option I had, Phil, <laughs> was to be present. <laughs> the, the two sandwiches was ruined. <laughs> so I didn't have a choice but to be present and see everything. And and I, and the kids, they the, they the real heroes. And we told them that. And we, we told them that. They're the real heroes. They made, this is a quote from my dad plus her. They made the last 90 days of her life better than all 66 years combined. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And all 66 years combined. So it was fantastic. I mean, the only time... Whatever happened to her, which I'll, I'll never know, probably ain't for me to know, whatever happened to her growing up, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Nothing I can do about that. But once she, once her and my dad separated, she went right back to, you know, to to the streets. But that, again, and I say this, this is my little talk over, that ain't got nothing to do with salvation, which is what made me bring this up in the first place. This is our psychological problem with gays. It's not gay, but I'm just blanket statement. We can't psychologically handle that because gay is also not a salvational issue. We we this messes with us. The real the, we should really be truthful and go, Monica. I'm just mad as hell that you ain't got to do all the work I got to do. You get to be real with yourself. You know, and you ain't got to do what I got to do, and you still gonna get what I get. That's what we really need to say. Yeah, what we really need to say is, I don't like that you're gonna get the same reward I'm gonna get. And I've denied myself. And that's difficult. But Antonio, but Antonio, the book says you better take your pen and get to the end of the line. <laughs> first shall be last, last shall be first. And them guys that came 15 minutes got paid and say God got was there for eight hours. Get your penny and get to the end of the line. Hello. That's what it is. That's just what it is. So the funeral will be Saturday. And oh, let me just, since Antonio was financing it and over it, the funeral was an hour long, Jerome. Do you understand? One hour. Yeah. Let me let me let me help you. The viewing is from nine to ten. The funeral will start at 10 and it's over at eleven. <laughs> There is I, I no thought you said this was a black. I thought you said this was a black pharaoh. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you what I told. Oh, Antonio, Antonio, I got to tell you that is, is so trifling because <laughs> I go to a real big church, a mega, mega, mega church. I tell everybody, if you love your people, don't send them to our church because we got them in and out. They, them, them, that funeral is an hour. Like hour. 11, 11, 10 people looking like, uh, you know, I got somewhere else to go. Like, I give I, you my whole hour. 
I'm telling you, I got the funeral slated for 50 minutes. Funeral started at 10, and we done by 11. Even if you're not finished, you're going to go right to glory. And unless you understand, you on your way. You are on your way. We're not saying goodbye. We saying goodnight. And that's just what they say. I understand that. I got it slated for 50 minutes because I don't know if it's going to take us 10 minutes to walk in, Phil. So I kind of accounted for that processional part. So I, that's what I did. I, 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 I accounted for that. It's it's one hour. and ain't no repass. I've thought about it. Thought about the repass. And it wasn't just spending an extra $2,000. I had to check my motives. My agenda is for you to see how good of a person my mama was. And I don't want you working. It's like, that's going to be like six people working and can't see that. Yeah. That that was my decision maker. That's like gonna be it's gonna be six or seven people, and probably women, because you know they yeah. they they can cook. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna they want to fix the plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the, the women with that that little arm fat that make that stuff taste real good. And I want them to be able to relax. This is it's the same reason I'm not preaching or nothing, because I want to sit back and enjoy my mother's legacy. And if anybody think because she had drugs and that was her legacy, days a lie. And that is what we gonna combat. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what we gonna do. And I feel like my exact words that my dad was, yes, you can bring banana pudding, please. You just bring it for me in Jesus' name. There you go. Just don't tell Susan. Don't tell, don't tell <laughs> Susan. It's gonna be vegan banana pudding. That's what it's gonna be. There you go. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be. For sure. I told my dad, this is what I told my dad, because he's been calling every day. I appreciate you yeah, enjoying your time. Yeah. Playing. yeah. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, but it's, it's been, I've been getting knocked in the face, but I've been, my, my, the easiest thing for me to do is just remember that I got 41 years and 90 days instead of, because the temptation is to say, thing and it, it tries to jump on my back that I finally got my mama back in 90 days she was gone so I, I missed something that's the temptation that's the die to your flesh daily that's what my flesh wants to do you understand what I'm saying that's what my flesh wants to do but but think and grow rich tells me to take the op the opposite look you understand go ahead Phil you know Antonio this sounds like you couldn't have written it any better amen and you know what it is. This is the way God wanted it. It's actually just me being able to sing happy birthday to her gives me goosebumps. Right. I mean, you, you couldn't have written this any better. <laughs> I mean, that's literally, I mean, I'm serious yeah. about this. This is a story that, uh, that needs to be told. And I don't know how it's going to be told, but it needs to be told from the heart. And yeah, if, if, if there's some people that you think, you think they maybe say something negative or something stand up, Give them the heads up so they don't do it. Yep. If there's some people that you know that 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 may in that first 15 minutes you're giving them may say something that you don't think is appropriate, let them know ahead of time so they don't embarrass Man. themselves. Give them Man. a warning. I sure will. I sure will. I sure will. Because you and, know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh, you know it. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, nah, we we both can see their faces, Phil. <laughs> we know exactly who they are, and they and they they share her bloodline, right? We know exactly who they are. Is that okay? 
Yeah, we know exactly. And then what Deanna did for me, because and then and that was everything was divine at, at eleven twenty one on Monday. Looks like it eleven twenty one on Monday. What's what's November eleventh? That's Friday. Mm-hmm. A Friday, because when I, I saw she was, that's what made me do my little talk Thursday. Because I had enough evidence that she would. I, I told you, if she make it past a weekend, I'll be shot. Yeah, I told her if she make it past a weekend, I'll be shot. Because that I've never seen a decline so fast. That was miraculous. So on Friday or whatever you said, November eleventh was. Deanna sent me. Deanna sent me, and I'll show y'all right here. Deanna sent me the Zoom link. Here's the link from your mom's birthday. Uh, and at the 226 is where Phil sings happy birthday. So that's going to be in the funeral. <laughs> that's going to be in the funeral. So it was all divine, right? Like you said, it couldn't be a better story. It was all divine. That happy birthday is going to be in the funeral. In fact, I might even release it and let people, I might even let people just share it on social media for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But absolutely. That is. Wait a minute. You talking about fit? Okay, wait a minute. Not me in the bonnet, though. Uh, no, not you in the bonnet. We'll okay. let you make it. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, I, I think. Well, you know what? You might be. You might be. You might be in the bonnet. I guess you. I guess we bonnet chronicles right now. Well, that's, not, that's all right. We bonnet chronicles. Only for mama, because I only, only did that for mama. That's why I said, yeah. "Oh my God, wait a minute." Oh, there oh. you go. Yeah, everything there. So we go. We 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 gonna make sure that's the. That's the love and honor, you know. So we go, we gonna make sure of that for sure. But it is, it's been, it's been, it's been fun. My advice to any of you as we wrap up is what I said there. I've met everywhere that I said Thursday. If at every moment, and here's I never, I didn't disrespect my mom. I didn't say nothing. It's just whenever she had her insecurities, I paused. Took a deep breath and said, you're right. Okay, let me, how can I get past this? But that's unnecessary. I, is it a good practice? It's a fantastic practice, Jerome. As a matter of fact, if, uh, you know how much people wouldn't go to jail if they pause? Yeah. Like if you just pause, the, the jails would be empty, right? If you just pause, you, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you know, it's a good behavior. But when you when you when you're looking at God and you know this person is God, the behavior becomes unnecessary. And, and that's my lesson to all of you. So the way Phil told me, here's a great opportunity, which I'm thank God I took that advice and I did it. Well, then here's my advice to y'all, since I'm now on the other side of at least this one part. Don't let the necessary be necessary. I know that you are being a better person, but is it required? Mm. Has God ever said something that offended you? Has God taken you somewhere, Jerome, that hurt your feelings? The answer is no. You're here because it is ordained. Now stop being a better person. And just be a person. That's it. That, that, that's my advice to y'all. There's, there's about 
of me concentrating that are memories of me concentrating and not memories that we could have created that I have more joy because that that five percent is covered up by concentration practice behavior and we don't need practice behavior in any of our relationships they're not necessary do we make them necessary yes because we ain't ascended that high jerome but when you think about when they gone i promise you that's what you're going to regret i promise you i i promise you you're going to regret that you even had to feel a certain way or say something it's, it's memories that right now we're going to get melissa three hundred thirty thousand dollars, and then we're going to use monica for some connections and monica and melissa go be somewhere in tahiti mm-hmm. barefoot getting a foot massage because we looked at them as a creator we did not have practice behaviors. We didn't give up. We said, how can I figure this out? Grace, how can you figure it out? One day you're going to die, Grace. Do you want me to remember you, me cussing you out, saying, get your shit together? All right. It, it, does it surprise you if you bring your mama in here right now and your mama, and you tell your mama, mama, he told me I need to get my shit together. Is your mama going to be surprised? No. What she say? I do. I, what, Tell him what your mama say about me. <laughs> she said he shoots from both hips. <laughs> oh, he militant. He shoot from both hips. <laughs> so mama know who I am, right? But if I don't make good memories with you, and if that, if my personality was how I treated you, then I forgot you was God. God comes through my personality. I'm not pushing my personality on you. Those are two different things. What's today? I have no idea what day is. Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. This is today is five o'clock. Get the funeral home. Everything they need. Day. That's what that is. <laughs> and then that, that's what that is. So many people call you when people die. Oh yeah. What the hell was y'all? But wait till Sunday. Wait till Sunday. I'm gonna be gone. All right. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. You know, for real. Look, I had one of y'all. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say who. What? Uh, doesn't matter. Said, "Oh my God, you have my condolences." And then one minute later, money. I was like, "Well, damn. That's how you send condolences." <laughs> I said, "I said I need to take notes." I mean, <laughs> I need to take note. That is how you say condolence. And Tiff has called me. And Tiff is, Tiff is, uh, is taking me and the family out to dinner Wednesday. Well, she's not coming, but she's going to mm-hmm. order it mm-hmm. because she knows it's stressful. You can't cook and stuff. Yeah. So it's going to be, she asks what day. I was like, well, I got to go to VA Monday. I got to go to funeral home Tuesday or Wednesday. So now we ain't got to worry about no stress. So 10% condolences with dinner. You understand what I'm saying? You know, stuff like that. So send your condolences and just remember people of God. Fair enough? All right, Deanna, say something sweet and close it out. Because you've been here the whole time. Deanna been here the whole time. God bless her. Oh, wait, I've got my camera We We want to thank all of you. We really do. Just please continue to send Antonio 
positive vibes and energy. For those of you who have lost a parent, you know how that is. You know this is just the beginning. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought about this yesterday, and it's it's because of Finn and Susan because we they, they, we had some talks. When she just said, "Those of you lost a parent," up until nine days ago, I wouldn't know what the hell you was talking about because I ain't had that experience, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about because they didn't die because I ain't had no dead parents. Mm-hmm. But now I can fully say, I know what it feels like to lose a parent. Because not only did I get mine back, but I got all 41 years. I'm telling God, I put all 41 years in that 90 days. So it was a blessing. So you'd be surprised what God can do. Because me, uh, my mother dying with me was the last thing <laughs> on my mind. It wasn't even close. But like Phil said, you could write a better story. <laughs> Could write a better story. Go ahead, Deanna. I prayed for it, bro. I apologize for all of it, but I knew that you were powerful enough to have it. And all of the things that I've learned from you, listening to you, that was the piece of you that was definitely needed. So it is, it's a tough sitch right now, but I bless God that it happened just the way it did because she wasn't lost. She was definitely found. She was right where she needed to be. And right. that is the only place that she would have wanted to be. So to hear that you got your 41 in 90, that says that anybody that would dare say something in an ill manner of the day of the celebration, they will have to deal with that themselves Amen. in quiet. Especially if I give them a warning, like Phil said, then you just then you just chose to do it with the warning. With the warning, warning, you still do it. You just they just won't move because they'll be like, oh, like I might have thought I would have wanted to say it, but no, that none of it at that moment would be appropriate anyway, because that's all talking about life. Now we talking about your life. I'm just saying. I'm talking. No, you bring a good point because. My dad was so happy what I did. He was like, man, you you healed your mama and you healed me. And I was like, I hear you and thank you so much. This was like two days ago. But I need to tell you that that's part of the truth. I've been walking around this whole life incomplete. Mm -hmm. Me finding out that you're a good person and finding out my mama's a good person, y'all healed me. Mm -hmm. And there it is. And that is right. Close the top, <laughs> that was the eulogy right there. Amen. Hallelujah. That you were healed. They were healed. Y'all were healed as a family. And God blessed her to be able to see her baby. And God has blessed your father to see his son be the man that you are today. But it had to start somewhere within the hearts of your mother and in the heart of your father to produce who you were and who you are today and who those children were able to see their grandmother. After even hearing stories, they saw the true granny, Nana, 
Gigi, Meemaw. And they had, that's a lifetime experience that they will never, ever forget how their father took in their grandmother until she closed her eyes. That's remarkable. And Antonio, you are loved. You are deeply, deeply loved. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Trask. And one of the one of the most wonderful things is the kids never heard not one bad word about his mother nor his father. They have not heard one bad word. They only know the greatness. They only know the greatness of their grandparents. And then they got to, and they only know the greatness of their grandmother with the time they spent with her, the the times playing outside, the times, you know, watching TV with her, watching movies with her. Like that's all they know. And to have experienced that, and to not have any type of negativity tossed into that, those the those children will have the greatest memories growing up you know and that's something that a lot of us don't have because we we've been fed the negativity you know but these children have the wonderfulness of knowing that their grandmother was nothing but the greatest and experiencing their grandmother with nothing but the greatness, the sitting, the the sitting outside, just watching them play, you know, that in itself is, I remember being a kid and remember my grandmother yelling from the porch, don't y'all go around that corner. <laughs> we had to stay, we had to stay on the block, riding our bikes. I mean, we, we tested, we tested it, but they, they got to experience that, you know, they got to experience a grandmother with them just continue to just pour your positive energy on everyone because it's going to be needed you know Antonio misses his mom so if you if you have if you've lost a parent you understand I have I'm fortunate enough to still have both of mine but for those of you who have I know that can change at the blink of an eye yeah, Antonio said that will change. So y'all just continue to send positive vibes and positive energy. And we thank all of y'all. We really do. Y'all have poured out and showed up. And we are grateful. We just add you, even after it is over, even after everything is said and done, just please continue to pour out to Antonio. And we thank you all. We thank you all very much. We have Adrian misunderstood herself speaking tonight for the Bureau keynotes. So we will see you all tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs> yes, we will see you all at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Bureau keynotes. And tonight again, we have Miss Adrian. You can plant better. You can dominate. We love you all. Y'all have a great day. Love you, love, love you so much more. Love you more. Wonderful day, guys. You too.